just like we sang about this morning, we serve a way maker God. He is on the move here at Cross Timbers. And we get to work with some really, really awesome mission partners here at Cross Timbers. And we have a video um, from them to share with you this morning. Well, hey, church family, I am standing in San Jose, Costa Rica, in a place that they call Gringo Gulch, which is uh, one of the biggest areas for sex tourism. In other words, uh, hundreds and thousands of children get trafficked out of this area right here every single year. One of the things that we do as a church is we partner with an organization called SOS International. And part of their efforts is to rescue these children out of these situations and get them into a safe home. I just wanna tell you that when you are generous, when you give to Cross Timbers Church, you are helping rescue children from sex trafficking. Thank you for everything that you do. Yeah, I, mean, I wanted to start off with that just to remind you that like when you sow seeds of generosity here at Cross Timbers, it goes to good soil and it reaps a good harvest. And, and you know, one of these days we're going to get to heaven and we're going to get to see all of the people and hear all of the stories that your generosity impacted. I look forward to that day. And if, if you're new with us, you know, we, we strive to be a generous church. We want to be a generous church. And I believe we are. And uh, I believe that you are a generous person. And I know you may not feel like you're a generous person, uh, but I believe you are because, you know, 1 Corinthians says that you have the mind of Christ. And Christ was the most generous person. And so I want you to learn how to speak that over yourself and, and believe that and accept it. Uh, today, you know, today's an exciting day for a couple of reasons. One, uh, we, we are having a party at the park after the service. We're excited about that. Our building is officially open in our parking space. Yeah, let's get excited about that. That's a good thing. So after the service, we can go out there and we got some fun stuff and your kids can play. Make sure you pick up your kids first before you go out there, okay? And uh, let them play and go check out the new building, a new auditorium over there and everything. The, the other reason today is exciting for me is that we're starting a brand new series that our team has been working on for the past six months. Uh, I've been anticipating this day because we're starting a new series on giving, money, giving financially. Uh, there's lots of ways you can give, right? You can give your gifts and your talents and your attention. Uh, but I, I want to be really clear. We're spending the next four weeks talking about giving financially. And I know that that makes some of you uncomfortable. And uh, you may wonder about teaching on money in church. But listen, can we just all agree that, like, money is a huge part of our lives? True. And money and God are so intertwined and so connected with each other that I think it's absolutely something we should be talking about in church. Uh, there, there's a lot of things I don't think we should be talking about in church. I'll give you a list of those if you want to email me. You know, I'll tell you all the things I don't think we need to talk about in church. But I think money is definitely something we need to talk about, mainly because of Matthew 6.21, where Jesus says, 
For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That sounds pretty important. Jesus ties money directly to our heart. He could have chosen anything. He could have said uh, where your trust is, where your commitment is, where your thoughts are. But he said where your money is, that's where your heart is. Let me, let me say it this way in kind of Josiah's version. He says, where you choose to give your money is a direct indication of how healthy your heart is. And by the way, we talked about this just a few weeks ago, like God cares more about your heart than he cares about anything else. So it's a big deal. I could even make the argument that it is the biggest deal. And the reason I say that is because, you know, we, we, we would all agree that faith is a big deal in church, right? Faith is a big deal. In the Bible, there's 458 verses on faith. We'd all agree that love is a big deal, greatest commandment. Talk about love every week. There's 310 verses on love in the Bible. Did you know there is 2,350 verses on money in the Bible? That's like, that's like four times as much as love and faith. Uh, 25% of Jesus' teaching was on money. I got told one time, I, somebody told me that they were leaving the church because I didn't teach the Bible. Uh, and I, I get lots of negative feedback. You'd be surprised. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but maybe you wouldn't be. Um, or I got told that I don't teach the gospel, right? And I know what these people mean. What they're talking about is this style of teaching called expository teaching where I don't, I'm not telling you that you're going to hell enough is really what, what it comes down to. Uh, but I got really good news for you. If, you. if you've ever thought, I just want my pastor to preach the Bible, then over the next four weeks I'm going to preach the Bible because the Bible teaches about money a lot. Now, when someone is talking to me about my money, I like for them to be as upfront and clear as possible, don't you? Like, I hate it when I feel like I'm being manipulated into something. Uh, and so I want to take the same approach with you. I want to be as clear and upfront as possible. So let me start with this. I'm going to try to convince you that you and I should be giving away at least 10% of our income. That's my end goal. Okay? Now, before you get up and walk away, let me tell you two caveats to that. One, I'm not going to try to convince you to give 10% today, and I'm not going to try to convince you to give 10% uh, during this series. The other thing is, I'm not going to tell you that you have to give 10% to Cross Timbers Church to be right with God. I don't believe that. So two points here that I want to make, just to be really clear and upfront with you, okay? Uh, I'm going to take us on a journey over the next year. I'm going to do three four-week series on generosity, the first series, this series, is about going from giving nothing to something. 75% of our church doesn't give anything, at least to here. And I want to change that number. The next series is in June. It's about going from giving something 
to being consistent in our giving, giving weekly or giving monthly or giving yearly, just being consistent, whatever that means to you. Uh, And then the last series is in October, and that's where I'm going to talk about going from being consistent to giving 10% or more. So some of you just let out a deep breath because you realize you have until October until I hit you hard, right? And some of you are thinking this is a really long introduction to a message. Well, yeah, because I'm trying to set up 12 sermons here that are going to happen over the next year. But this series, I'm just going to spend some time talking about going from nothing to something. I think we should be giving something somewhere. That's, that's my goal for this series. I think we should be generous enough where we're giving something somewhere. Number two, I'm not going to tell you that you have to give to Cross Timbers Church to be aligned with God's word. I don't believe that. I, it's a highly debated topic in churches, and, and it's the way that you translate certain verses. I just, I've studied this for the past, I mean, six months at least longer, really, and I just, like, out of all integrity and all honesty and transparency, I just can't get to that conclusion that I believe you have to give here for God to bless you. Um, some pastors preach that. That's not something I'm going to preach during these series. I would love for you to give to Cross Timbers Church. I think Cross Timbers Church is a fantastic place to give. Me and my family give here, partly because I know what we do with our finances. And it's full of integrity, and it's good things, and it's helping people. There's some places that ask for our money that I would never give to because I don't trust their finances, but I know what we do with it here. And, and, and listen, like, we just want to help people. I, I, I'm not in this for the money. I'm not driving my Ferrari to church every Sunday, okay? Most days I dress like I just got off the oil rig. Like, I just, we're just trying to feed people, and we're trying to provide free counseling for marriages that are falling apart, and we're trying to meet practical needs and, and rescue children from sex trafficking in Costa Rica. And I'm going to do my very best every Sunday that I teach on money to show you stories of where your money is going and how it's impacting the kingdom. But but, but put cross timbers aside for just a second, okay? I just want us to be a generous church. I think we should, I think you should be giving something somewhere because I can back that up biblically. Uh, to be a generous person. Am I being honest enough with you guys here? So last thing, then I'll tell you, okay? Every series we do, uh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to give you a challenge. So like this this month's challenge is to give something, okay? So just to give something. Uh, and here's the thing, and I'll progress as we go along the year. If we get to the end of the year and you have giver's remorse, never met anybody who's had it before, but you have give, you know how we have buyer's remorse all the time, right? We buy something and we regret it. If you have giver's remorse and we get to the end of the year and you say, I don't feel like God was good to me. I don't feel like I received the blessings that he promises. Um, and I don't feel good about the fact that I gave you my money. I'll give you your money back. Seriously. I will give you every dime that you gave to Cross Timbers back. Okay? How's, how's that? That that good for you? Money back guarantee, right? Now, don't come to me and say, I gave $10,000 in cash and you don't have a record of it. 
but I want it back, right? We ain't playing that game. Okay. So I'm going to keep my teaching part of this. I just set up kind of what we're doing throughout the year. I'm going to keep my teaching part of this like 10 or 15 minutes because we got a party to get to. All right. I'm going to read you five verses. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And then lastly, James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Okay, so here's, here's my point, and you can write this down. God is a generous God. True? You better believe that. Is it True? Because the very foundation of our belief, the whole reason we are gathered here today, the whole reason you got up and got dressed and came to church is because we believe that God is a generous God. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he, what did he do? He gave his son. He gave him to us. We complain about 10%. God gave his son to us. So God is a generous God. We got to believe that. And why is that important? Because Ephesians 5, 1 through 2 says, imitate God. Everybody say imitate. In everything you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So our entire life should be about imitating the characteristics of God. It's what we should be striving to do in the way that we walk, the way that we talk, and the way that we love and forgive and give. Watch this. I'm, I'm going to teach the Bible, okay? This is important for us to understand because a lot of, I have a lot of conversations about purpose in life which is important. Purpose is important. You, you, it's where you find a sense of fulfillment is in your purpose. But you have to understand this principle, that purpose is never found in what you do. It's found in who you are. And the Bible says that you are an image of God. The very purpose you were created was to be an image bearer of God or, or, or an, uh, in, uh, a little God. See, when the writers of Genesis wrote this, they would have been picturing in their mind the way that kings operated. And what a king would do is whatever region he was over, he would create little images 
or little statues of himself and put it all over the kingdom so that everybody who lived in that region knew that even if the king was not there, he was there and his presence was there. And so when they said that, that you were created in the image of God, what they're saying is that you are walking around like a statue of God, representing him. So when even though when people feel like God is not there, he's there. Through you, through your love, through your forgiveness, through your imitation. So simply put, one of the ways that you walk in your purpose is by being generous. Why? Because God is generous. Make sense? Here's the second thing. Your generosity pleases God. Your generosity pleases God. Look at this. Hebrews 13 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Let me stop right there, okay? So verse 50, this is, this is important. This is verse 15. Verse 15 says that we praise God with our lips. We sing his praises. We worship him. We show him gratitude. We talk about how great he is. We share his love with our children. Verse 15 says that out of our lips come the praises. That's what we just got through doing with the band up here. We're worshiping him with our words. Now look at what verse 16 says. Verse 16 says, do not forget to do good and share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Okay, look at this. I love this. He says, hey, Praise God with your lips. You come to church, you praise God, you're excited, you go home, you think about how grateful you are, how blessed you are, you tell your kids about it, you tell your family about it, you tell your friends about it. I'm so thankful for my house. God, I'm so thankful for the blessings that you've given me. Thank you for my Tahoe and my Stanley Cup, and thank you for all the things that you bless me with. Here's the problem. The problem is, a lot of times, we stop at verse 15. We build an entire faith around verse 15. Our spiritual journey stops at 15. But in 16, he says, do not forget. While you're praising God, while you're singing worship, while you're being grateful, do not forget to share with others, to be generous, to give the blessings that God has given you to other people because that's the sacrifices that pleases God. Don't stop at 15. You hear me? Don't stop. Grow up. Mature spiritually. Get out of 15 and move to 16 because 16 is where you find joy. 16 is where you find fulfillment. 16 is where you find purpose. 16 is where you find life. How's that for teaching the Bible? Is that all right? So 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. 
says this. We make it our goal to please God. Whether we are at home, in the body, or away from it, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. I just want to live a life pleasing to him. Don't you? I don't care about anything else, whether I'm at church, preaching on this stage, serving in the streets, with my family, by myself. I just want to please God. Listen, my whole goal for this series and the two other series I'm going to do later on in the year is that we please God. I'm not trying to become the wealthiest church in America. I'm not trying to become the biggest church in America or even the best church. I just want to be a church that pleases God. I want God to look down on the people of Cross Timbers Church and go, through their generosity, they are pleasing me. They ain't stopping at verse 15. There's a lot of churches and a lot of Christians and a lot of followers who stop at verse 15. They build their faith around verse 15. But Cross Timbers Church, they take it to 16. Because 16 pleases me. I want God to, 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 to say about you that he said about the man in the parable where he left his treasures with and he stewarded them really well. I want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. That's it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to receive an offering. And I want to challenge you over the next month to give something. Because here's what Psalm says. I'm not making this stuff up. This is just the Bible, okay? Psalm says good will come to those who are generous. That's, a, that's, not, that's not like a trick. It's not prosperity teaching. It's just, it's just the Bible. Psalm says good will come to those who are generous. I believe through your generosity, your eyes will be open to start seeing the goodness of God in your life. So do this. Let's stand up together. The worship team can come on out here. We're going to sing we, while we receive an offering because I believe it's an act of worship, right? An act of worship that pleases God. And so they're going to sing a song and then don't leave yet because I have something important I want to tell you afterwards about how we can help you in this. Okay, so let's pray together. God, thank you so much that you are a generous God. Thank you, God, that you care about us. Lord, I pray that you'd give us the strength and the desire to do what's pleasing to you this week and that generosity would not just be a Sunday morning deal for us, but it would be an every single day of the week lifestyle that we build. I pray you look down on this church and go, man, Cross Timbers is the most generous church. In Jesus' name, amen.